Just in terms of what we do right here on the mm-hmm. more here at Corvus Feed. The amount of content that we missed last year was mm-hmm. astronomical. You can't really measure just what we fucking missed, you know? For instance, Halloween Kills. We should have seen that movie two or three times over by now and then probably got the fucking bootleg and seen it once again. You know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. it, it's like that. That was a huge movie. And. It, it hurts even more so after I read an article that um, apparently uh, this one it just went full balls to the wall and like violence and action. Um, uh. And um, yeah, like pr- pretty much uh, David Gordon Green was explaining as like, you know, you got the personal stuff and you wanted to make, you know, the 2018 Halloween a, a movie where a person who hasn't seen the originals can just jump in and they'd be okay with um, because it just had the backstory stuff. It had the new stuff and it was just very character stuff. Right. But then this one, because mm-hmm. everything's established now, it just heads right in. And like, as we've seen in the trailer, right. Um, the trailer mm-hmm. itself is just like what, like a minute and 30 seconds of just pure fucking thrill ride, you know? Yeah. Like you can't call it Halloween kills. And not bring the kills, right? Like Dude, I, exactly. I think, uh, well, yeah, because you're putting a word like kills in your title. Like, that's yeah. just, like, automatically, that's setting a high bar, uh, uh, you know. And now it's, like, one of our highest bars for 2021 because you're right. We should have got it already. And what's it cool, sucks. too, um, is that they're using, you know, the, the new generation of uh, – technology um in the movie in that same article he was saying how now in halloween kills everything's so amped up that you also have the aspect of social media that that comes into it and um Mm. how it's everything's kind of been creating to a panic you know like uh he says he kind of wants you to not sleep at night you know like it's interesting it's one of those things where it just seems like this movie is just kind of like hey like the culmination of what michael myers should probably be right now in this era (sighs) you know Uh, dude i'm upset even after i read that i was so upset that we haven't seen it yet yeah, you're right. Like, we should have gotten it by now, and it, it sucks. Like, it's yeah. just 100%. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, we should have got that shit already. We should have seen it. We should have been, like, already going, yeah, I wonder what kills, what is it, ends? I wonder Halloween what Halloween ends, ends yeah. is going to be. Dude, and yeah. that was going to be, we were going to see that in a, in a matter of 10 months. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legit. Yeah, know? man. Um, no, I'm sorry, nine months. Um, but um, we also... I missed out big time on Spiral. I was very excited to see what Chris Rock um, was going to do with that whole Saw story. That that was honestly one of the most intriguing projects of of 2020 that I was looking forward to because 
it was it was it came out of the blue like i don't know where chris rock wanted to do a saw story i was like fuck you know mm-hmm. shit you know let me see that shit let's see what happens and we also kind of missed out on, on the candy ram uh, a, a remake we almost had it we almost had it because that was supposed to be the big october release um so that was gonna be kind of cool but you know Everything kind of got fucked up last year, but um, that's also a big one that uh, is, according to what I've read, um, it was a more it's a more violent take, and the director herself um, is you know is going for that approach. So I was you know I wasn't excited at first, but after reading a little bit more into it, um, it seems like it's it should be a fun movie at least. Um, yeah, like I, yeah. I get why they're they're saving those for theaters. You know, as much as as much as we're like, fuck, put them on demand so we can see them. You know, but yeah. at the same time, like I get it. Horror movies are different. You know, and you want to do, you want to be able to go to a theater and see them. But then it's like, I think we're hitting a point where like lots of these movies are going. You know what? We can't hold on to these forever. It's looking like another year. You know, so it's like, what do you do? Do you just keep them on the shelf? I. I don't know, man. Like, just do it. Like, um, I think this this promising young woman came out at like Christmas because they were like, "Well, we can't hold this back forever." Yeah, dude. I remember seeing trailers for that back in um, the beginning of last year, if not even before then. And we were like, "What the hell is this gonna be?" And this looks a little quirky, you know. I think uh, even way back before then, I I saw a trailer for that. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was supposed to come out like in freaking like March, April, or some shit like that. Like yeah, even dude. like that. Like um, it was. It was set up for like early in this shit, like when the pandemic started hitting. You know, then people are then, saying like, it's good. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping it's dope. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited to see it. I, I want to see a new movie. And uh, and fuck it. Like at first, I was like, oh, it's kind of just like a revenge kind of thing. But um, you know, it's Carrie Mulligan, and she's a good actress. So. Uh, yeah, and let's see what's up more i that's that's the way we're getting our content these days is through like on demand and streaming so it's like shit if it's another option that's just the way it's gonna go you know like we, we're gonna see it i mean what what are like why not at this point it's just <laughs> what else is out there right now Nothing. oh man <laughs> but, you know what though um we got some a bunch of stuff man uh mm-hmm. on the streams in terms of just horror and other kinds of movies you know especially like towards the end of the year and before we get into it welcome folks to episode 53 of the official course feed podcast the morgue and with me is mr nick valdez howdy tex howdy everybody how you doing arturo i'm doing good and happy new year folks and uh happy we made new it year. we made it to a new year i hope you guys had a good uh you know holidays i hope you guys um are uh looking forward to mm-hmm. some cool this year man a better year obviously yeah. you know yeah during our holiday we just like we we took a good one we took a good little holiday because we were like uh it's the end of the year we're good oh yeah worked out you know and and, <laughs> and i think the you know the krampus watch along was a good kind of way to end the year too you know um yeah. i hope you guys enjoyed that krampus watch along i think uh i want to do that kind of every year just kind of end the year with a krampus watch along um, <laughs> you know, just watch it again and then just like watch see. it again every Every December we watch it. Honestly, that's things. that's not a bad idea. Right? We'll call Fuck it Krampus. Man. We'll call it Krampus Watch Along Kills. <laughs> as like uh, a part two, and then fucking like you know what I mean. Like um, yeah, I know it's we'll, gonna be great. 
I love it. I'm already excited yeah. to talk about Krampus in, in December already. I can't wait. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait for Christmas like, now. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you know, how will our opinions change? What else will we notice? Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, um, But no, like this holiday we spent, like like you were saying, like it's all the catch up. Yeah, like, dude, I over, was catching over up the on year. a bunch of stuff. Um, uh, I was catching up on uh, a bunch of stuff that was uh, thrown on the streamers. We were lucky enough to get uh, the VOD of Freaky, right? Yes. Um, which yes. Uh, I'm kind of stoked to talk about because it was kind of like an out of nowhere good kind of movie. You know, I didn't expect anything about it. It, it looked intriguing. Um, it was interesting because Vince Vaughn is in it. And I was like, oh, that's different. And I was just kind of hoping it was it, it was cool. It was um, it kind of reminded me a lot of the first time I saw Happy Death Day. You know, it had that kind of vibe. It's the yeah. It's the same director, I think. Yeah, I, I I think you're right. Like it has that same yeah. kind of vibe where it's uh, it's it's it has it's it's really good like on point comedic moments, but it knows when it gets serious and it knows when to bring the actual horror. And this one in itself is um is actually up for a um a toe tag award right for best kills right yeah let's not let's not spoil that <laughs> let's not, <laughs> but but it did have it did have really good kills like that's the but, thing um, like, yeah it's uh it's one of those movies that you do not expect to see that kind of gore because it was very kind of in your face uh fucking like you know for instance uh when the first kill of the movie you know, yes. when he just shoves like a wine bottle down somebody's neck and kind of just breaks that bottle in their neck. And that was pretty yeah. fucking awesome. It's kind of wild because like uh, like you were saying, like Happy Death Day, because like in Happy Death Day and then especially uh, the second one too, Happy Death Day. Well, no, the second one's more like sci fi, right? Like it's more like. Yeah, uh, because that's it has it's a, more like about a time the time travel. travel. Yeah, yeah. It has a time travel thing, but it's it works, but it doesn't have um it has a more of a sci-fi angle for sure than it does a, a direct horror one. Yeah. But the first one, like it's brutal in the way she, she offs herself. Yeah. Like, because it's, it, it's, uh, it, yeah. It's, it's one of those uh, movies where she has to kind of figure out that, Oh, Hey, like, you know, where do I change what I do in order to not kind of die? You know? Um, yeah. So she, she has to go to like, all these days over and over again, kind of like a groundhog day, you know, but just, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just dying differently all the time, which is pretty dope. Yeah. And then the, the twist in freaky is that like, or the reason it's called that it's like the freaky Friday. It's the uh, swapping the bodies. So like it starts off, like you wouldn't think like going in, you know, that they're going to swap bodies and then you see the trailer and like Vince Vaughn is doing like kooky high school girl stuff. Cause he's like in, you know, she's in the body or whatever, but you don't expect the opening. Like you're saying, like it starts off with horror. Like it starts off by telling you what kind of movie this is. And like, Vince Vaughn has a cool like shape. He's a cool like dude. Like he makes a great killer. Like he makes it yeah. like just Agreed. just a fantastic like you know. And in terms of like figuring out his psychology, you get that shit right away because he just he kind of just uses everything. Like yeah. um, I think Agreed. I think one of, one of my favorites like in that same scene is he breaks a tennis racket and you see him break the tennis racket and then like stab it in a kid's head. Like, ah, oh, it's so yeah. good, man. Like that was, um, that was awesome and unexpected. And, uh, and the bulk of the kills, I believe they're all practical, um, in, in terms of yeah. effects. Um, and, and that's absolutely fantastic. 
and they it's it's also done well you know it's not like there's just a bunch of crazy kills thrown about it's um it's done in a way where it shows you that hey like this guy is uh you know a crazy kind of dude in terms of just he'll fucking put a wine bottle down your neck kind of shit you know but they don't like they don't overdo it you know like it's just right in terms of like the story like yeah as a horror guy of course you would want to see more kills and blood and stuff like that but they just do the right amount of gore in the movie to kind of you know just give it its official horror stamp you know what i mean um and yeah and everything is just done kind of well in terms of the pacing and the little bit of comedy that's thrown in here and there and a little bit of horror thrown in here and there and the dramatic moments and stuff and it just works very well as an overall movie it was like um it's like in babysitter you know how like everything just kind of like everything was crazy but then everything seemed to just gel together in order to give you a very good cohesive movie that you know surprised you like in death day and in babysitter and now in freaky that's 100% correct. I, I 100% agree because it's like it's a mix of black comedy, but it never forgets that it's a slasher movie. Like in the beginning, you're introduced to it as a slasher movie. And then, you know, then you get the kills later on. And each one of those kills is impressive. Like each each one. I think like thinking back now, I I don't think I was like, oh, that was a stupid kill. Like there's uh, so spoiling one there's one where uh, a girl gets put into like a, a cryogenic freezer thing oh yeah that's so they, even, they even managed to get that kind of stupid shit in there you know yeah. what i mean like it, it's dumb but at the same time like it works with the rest of it like because yeah, then you agreed. get the sight of her with the phone you know and it's kind of comedic you know how she breaks apart and stuff like that so yeah. And, and then she she kind of gets her comeuppance because she's a, like she's a dick like that girl herself is like a yeah she jerk. deserved it yeah this is this movie also does a good job of that thing we always talk about of you know giving people their due you know what I mean like yes. all the dicks kind of get it you know in this movie it gets it, it gets at the receipts like it makes sure Big to time. get those receipts yeah absolutely and, and um, it, it it's also it's it's also quite different in terms of um of slashers because they do the body swap thing right so now uh, yes you have a killer inside this girl's body and he's trying to get used to the fact that he doesn't have his the same strength um as he used to because as the girl finds out this guy is like he has like some superhuman strength which is awesome because yeah. all killers kind of have superhuman strength so i thought th- that was a yes. good quirk uh, a good uh um, a hard trope there that, that they just kind of like blatantly put in there you know and like you know and it just it makes sense you know it's like of course he has superhuman strength you know um and and then it's great how throughout the movie the killer figures out how to use his new body to his advantage you know um like you know the damsel in distress thing always worked um yes and um the fact that the girl was hiding in a killer's body whose the identity was exposed which made it even more different in terms of story because usually you would expect this body switch but no one knew that he was the killer so he would be able to walk around and do shit you know but in this one like he his identity was pretty much exposed pretty much like dude like legit right in the beginning of the movie pretty much right 
Yeah, I think like the second scene, which yeah. they explained they explained to us, the audience, that like, oh, this is a guy from an escape mental facility. This yeah. is like here's his face. He 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 did this to his mother and all like it gave us all his shit like yeah. in the first like like right after the intro, if like maybe like fifteen minutes in or not even that long in, because it's a short movie. Like it's only like it it kind of wastes no time. Like, it no, just kind of gets, gets right, right into in it. And, it definitely yeah. gets right into it, yeah. Um, but it, it, it definitely, um, a surprise cause I didn't expect it to be that good. I highly, highly recommend checking it out. Yeah. Um, it's legit. Yeah. Like it's legit to pay for it. Like uh, pay to rent it. Like buy that, buy that rental. Like just, it's, yeah, it's worth it. 100%. I, I would say so. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's uh, it's entertaining it, at the very core of it. It's an entertaining movie, you know? Yes. Um, it's, it's not just a, a good horror flick. You know, it's an entertaining movie from, uh, you know, from, from the beginning to the end, you know, um, and you get a good performances from everyone involved. You kind of like just like all the characters in the movie. Um, it's yeah. uh, it's well done. Everything was casted well. It's like shit, man. Like, so this is something that I would have enjoyed seeing in a movie theater, you know? Yeah, this would have been a good one to like go in on a weekend going, oh, there's nothing else on. Let's go see Freaky. And then, yeah, oh, then walking out going, man, Freaky was dope. <laughs> it's that kind Dude, of I would have feeling. caught it on that Thursday night, bro. On that Thursday yeah. night, I would have caught that shit. And, uh, you know, using the AMC fucking pass <laughs> that, is, that is absolutely useless now. <laughs> yeah, oh, man, RIP. I know, RIP, indeed, man. <laughs> But yeah, like I completely agree. And the director, so I looked it up, says Christopher Landon, and maybe we should pay attention to him from now on. So he he also wrote uh remember Disturbia with like Shia yeah, LaBeouf? That was a good movie. Yeah, so he wrote that. He he wrote that one. And like so this dude, uh so he's been around for a minute. He did uh he wrote so he wrote the Paranormal Activity sequels, but oh, he directed like all the, of them? Like all of them or uh two, three, and four. And then so, um, but he directed the good one. The do you remember the marked ones, the one where it's like the the like the kind of Mexican one? Yes, that was like the best one because it, it it told a real story, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he did he did that one, uh, and then the Death Days. He did both of those, and Scouts Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, which wasn't bad, but it's also huh. not like. It's not it's not great. It's not to where I'd be like, oh, go check this one out. But with Freaky and then with Happy Death Day, like it's kind of like, OK, let's, hey, let's see what other like that's this is, cool. These man. Are- I dig it. And it's cool because it's 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 the more lighthearted approach into horror. Yes. You know, it's not like the it's not the more like intense, psychological, dramatic way like Flanagan, yeah. does, you know. It's a whole d- yeah. different kind of uh, fun approach into horror. Honestly, um, the movies are short in length. The movie, uh, the movies are also cast well. Um, they have the right amount, as we mentioned before, of all the kind of good things you want to see: the kills, the funny stuff, mm-hmm. uh, the dramatic stuff. You know, decent acting too. It's um, surprisingly decent acting from usually everyone involved. In his yeah. movies, so good job, man. We have to keep yeah. uh, track of him. Hopefully, um, he comes yeah, out with uh, something cool. Yeah, because you know we always say we want like new ideas, and like those movies are like completely unique. You know, happy like those are new ideas. Even uh, the Happy Death Day two, like yep. we just said, Happy Death Day two goes in a completely different direction. So like, 
fuck it. Let's, let's see yeah, what this dude, guy's got. It, exactly. You see, like, it goes from this whole Groundhog Day uh, kind of horror thing into, like, hey, how can we... Hey, it's like, hey, the studio gave us some money to actually make a sequel to this thing. What yeah. can we do, you know? And they're like, fuck it. Let's do time travel. We got a bigger budget, you know? We can add some, yeah, uh, you know, add some CG effects with the time travel. So Yeah, I wouldn't cool. mind like a... I wouldn't mind like a freaky two. Like given how freaky ends, you might have to do different characters, but slasher movies do it all the time. So fuck it. Like give us yeah, a freaky two. And that was a good ending. That that was a good slasher uh-huh. ending, right? It was satisfying in all the ways you you kind of want. Like you're right. It's just an entertaining movie. Now, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Like uh, speaking of movies, man. Um, yeah. Speak- <laughs> <laughs> just like we've been saying, we've been catching up on a lot of shit. You know, there has been a lot of stuff released on streams. Um, As I mentioned before, like, I kind of um, have a tendency to kind of not watch everything that's released that's horror because a lot of it is not really worth my time. Um, You know, but, you know, I had some free time and I decided to give some movies a chance. Give them a good, the good old world, you know, as they say. (laughs) Um, And I know that... uh, one of them that you and I both saw was um uh Bad Hair, right? Yes. On Hulu. Yes, bad Hair. Right. A Hulu original movie. Uh Bad Hair. Uh it uh, it's uh I enjoyed watching the movie. Uh pretty much it sums it up pretty much. It's uh kind of like a legit black horror movie. Yes. Um it's uh it takes um folklore, right? From from African American slave stories, right? Um mm. and specifically the moss haired girl i believe the story was called and yes. i'm not really sure if those stories are like you know like if, if you can actually read them out out there or or if they were specifically yeah. for, for the movie or something like that but you know in the movie it's based off of uh you know like uh like old slave stories and stuff like that so mm-hmm. um this girl right the main actress which i forget her name who did a really good job actually yeah um, like in the movie. so Apparently, this was like her first movie. Like, she's not, she doesn't even have like a Wikipedia page or anything like that. Wow. So, like, for her. Yeah. Like, uh, I'll look up her name while we're talking, but like you're saying, like, she, like, she was a good lead. Like, that's the other thing, too. Like, like you're saying, like, uh, so it's set in what, like the 80s, right? It's it's set in the 80s. Yeah. Correct. Um, so the whole thing is that, um, she, when, the movie starts, you see her with her bigger sister, right? Her bigger sister is kind of trying to, like, uh, I guess, put some kind of uh, a chemical in her hair to strain her hair out a little bit, right? Like, or make it curlier or something like that. But it, it didn't mm-hmm. work out. And the whole time, you know, in her life, she's been traumatized because of this experience. And it burned her scalp and all that stuff. Um, so um, she works in... A TV station, right? I believe it is. Yeah, it's like yeah. a, yeah, it's like a like an MTV kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the whole thing here, just to make a long story short, is how they kind of always point out that since our lead actress, her, her hair is always frizzy, it's nappy, like it's nice in a bun and everything like that. But then everyone around her, um, even the women of color, right, like have like 
like straightened out hair, bouncy hair, yes. and they make a big deal um, of uh, stating that in the movie. That's the whole point. Like uh, the the antagonist of Vanessa Williams, right? Out of nowhere. Um, yeah, uh, good for her. <laughs> <laughs> right, good for her. Like um, uh, she tells her, hey, like, you know, like if you want to be on my staff, you know, you got to have a little balance in your hair or something like that. So, you know, it, it kind of does a good job of, uh, of social commentary, and how mm-hmm. it, it is in the workplace back in the day or even now sometimes maybe, you know? Um, and, yeah, maybe, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And it does a, a right. good job of going into that actually. And and not kind of rubbing it in your face either because because it was a well-done black horror-like story. You know, it, was, it wasn't it was the focus, you know, to, to kind of um, – shove this information in your face. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because it was like a black story with like a, it was a black cast. I don't think I saw any like non, non black characters really. Maybe like outside James of the couple. Vanderbeek, maybe. Yeah. Like, but for a very <laughs> fucking, specific reason, box, you know, man. Yeah. yeah, like but that's what I'm saying. Like, like because of that, like it's it kind of helps deliver uh, a black experience that you and I have yeah. no idea about. Like, uh, you know, yeah. the hair thing. Like, like that's a good way. Like, it's just you're right. Like it, it kind of tells you its message, but like through the horror. You know, like yeah. it. Yeah. Like for example, when she gets the hair, like so she buys she buys his hair to put in. You know, because her but like you said, her boss is telling her to. And like when they're putting it in, it does like these close ups of like the thing they have to do, which is like you see like a hook going into her scalp. And yeah, stuff like that, that was like, pretty gnarly stuff. And then uh, and then it had some pretty good sound effects, too, which I appreciated. Too. <laughs> yeah, uh, like yeah. it was very like it, those are cool little like horror things because that's taking an experience that you and I don't know about and giving it like a oh, like this is like this is it. Like it's showing yeah. us an example of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, you know, uh, the boss told her to go get, uh, you know, pretty much told her to get her hair done if she wants her job, you know. Yeah. And uh, and she gets a weave put in, you know, and it's the first time anyone's like really done her hair at all. So her hair's all tangled up and everything, and it's mm. never been, you know, treated in a salon, you know. Uh, so you know, she does a good job this actress of like portraying that kind of that hurt she has when somebody's kind of like, you know, if, you know, just messing around with her hair and shit. Like, and she does, you know, she kind of just depicts that kind of pain in a way where you kind of like, Oh, like you feel that shit too, you know? And, yeah, so, uh, and, and that's a good job for, uh, on her part too. Yeah. L Lorraine is her name. And which is also just like a good horror actress name, right? Like L Lorraine. Amen. Like, uh, so we, she's we need, done, we need like, actresses in horror movies. So, like no seriously like uh she does such a good job here i'm just like okay i can't wait to see what else she pops up in but like she's done she's done like tv so she's done like insecure and stuff like that but this is you know so i'm i'm hoping for good things from her because that was what a debut because like uh bad hair like so the rest of the thing is that it turns out to be like uh killer hair like yeah yeah pretty much yeah the hair's alive and the hair like the hair it's not like they get possessed or anything like that well they kind of do but the the hair's alive right so um you know i don't think i'll spoil it in case anyone wants to watch it um it has a pretty cool little you know uh thing going on there with the hair and where the hair comes from and all that stuff so um it's a cool movie it's on hulu if you have hulu go watch it it's free 
um, if you're bored. Yeah. Um, Nice little 90 minute movie, too. Like, just like Freaky. Like, there you go. See, you get in, you get out before we start going. What are they doing? Like, what is this? (laughs) Yeah, but that's the whole point, though, too. You know, like, I understand certain movies that have to have the length there in order to tell the story properly, you know. Um, But like, you know, if you're trying to write the good horror shit you gotta like think about having like a 90 minute hard cap you know what i mean like an hour and a half just fucking works you know it just works you don't have to um overextend your stay you don't have to go in depth into anything too much if you don't want to um you can just kind of just lay it all out be like hey look this is what's hope like this is what's going on over here like accept it you know, enjoy the rest yeah. of the movie. You know, yeah, it's like look at any of the classics. You know, yeah. like how how many of like the like the real like movies that that are like super hype, like uh, like slasher movies, for example. Dude, like, all how the many Friday of those the Thirteenth like, ones are like all like those are all like at least like, eighty something minutes to like a hundred and maybe five minutes. You know what yep. I mean? But yep. um, they're all in that same kind of length, and that's. That's a tolerable length, you know. Once you get to that, you know, 120 minute mark, you better have some good shit going on, you know. Legit. Yeah. Seriously, you better have some good fucking stories going on. I mean, a, 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 a development and characterization going on, you know. Because two dude, hours, even, bro. dude. So speaking of, uh, so we also saw New Mutants. Uh, you know, just just oh, as a quick fuck, aside, dude. Right. We did see that. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man, so, I totally so, forgot I saw the New Mutants. And that pretty much tells you all you need to know. But, <laughs> I totally forgot but I saw yeah, it's, a, it's a stay away from it. It's like a failed experiment. Like It, it sucks because like, even the cast where you, you would think they'd all be good. You know, like because you got Anya Taylor-Joy. You got one of the kids from Stranger Things. You got um the uh, Arya Stark from Game of Thrones. And then, you know, um, yeah, and some other <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, you it, know, you got a decent ugh. cast of young actors. You're like, oh, shit, you know, this is uh, it, it could be interesting. And they took the whole horror route with uh, the with the mutant angle, you know, which was also interesting. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I wanted to watch. it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It was like done like a, a horror version of a mutant story before on, uh, you know, in, in theaters. So, right. I was like, great. But then the movie, I kept getting pushed back. I kept getting pushed back. And it's like, you know, okay. You know, I wanted to see it. But now it's like, hey, it should better be kind of good when it comes out. Because now you're just pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. And and lo and behold, they released it finally. I think it was, what, August or something? To like no yeah. movie theaters. And it finally went on VOD, I think, a couple months ago in November or like December or something like that. And like, you know. It happened. If it, they finally released the <laughs> shit, you know? What yeah, a, like what a disappointment. <laughs> that's pretty much what it is, because it's like, yeah, that happened. You know, like, it it, it, it sucks, because that's, that's another one of those ones where it's like, um, you know, maybe Fox could have fucking had their shit. You know, like, uh, maybe Fox is planning something before they got bought out and all that stuff. But then even that. You, yeah, like, but even then, imagine? like, like the movie didn't really lead to anything, you know? Yes, yes. You know, exactly. it's like, it's like, yeah, what? These kids are going to go, you know, on adventures or something like that, nah, dude. Like, you know what sucks, too? <laughs> that, like, you know, 
we're big on your Taylor Joy fans here on Corpse Feed and the more. Yeah, absolutely. And um, she- and you're just like you know her Russian accent was just the fucking worst. Dude, um, I don't, I, what was going on with those accents I don't know. in general? Like, all of them. Dude. Like, like, I can't do a Russian accent, but, like, it was just very, like, over the top, you know? Over the top, and it overtook, like, everything going on when she, you know, when she spoke. And it was very distracting and just not that good. Mm-hmm. And then you had the, the kid from Stranger Things, right? Who's actually a British kid, right? And he, and he has a yeah. southern accent now, which is like, dude, you could have done his story in, you know, and have him still have his accent. But I guess because it's following whatever character he is in the comics, it has he has he has to be American, I guess, you know. But like, yeah, you know, I don't. Mm-mm. And then Arya Stark, I'm not sure if she was doing a Scottish accent or is that the way she really talks. I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know about that. Either one. either way, like. If it is the way she talks, I shit, that didn't sound natural at all. You know, like, it, I don't what happened with that one. Like, compared to the good movies we saw that were like, you know. <laughs> Dude, it's like having, like, uh, uh, you know what? It's like listening to like, uh, like a version of like Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross together, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, what is she saying? Is that your accent? Because you sounded different as Arya. So, like, I don't know. It was just a lot of accents. It was just, it was just all very over the top. Yeah, um, accents that weren't yeah. very good. Just And then they fight a bear at the end. Like, yeah. It's so, like, like, it's it so looked just cool. Like, you know, it looked cool. It, But if you break it down, it was very lame, you know? Um, yeah, cause because they, uh, technically, the like only, it's the only thing that happens, right? Like, it, like when yes, you think about the yeah. actual action that takes place, like the actual things that yes. happen in this movie, like exactly. It's, it's <laughs> so pretty much like you know, the main girl's powers is bringing people's like dreams to life or their inner fears or some shit like that. So that so yeah. you only get like the actual physical action at the end when they try to kill her off, you know, because she's too powerful or something. Um, but it's, it's all for nothing. It was all for nothing. Right. Honestly, like you got nowhere. And then it was just very, again, I'm glad it was, I'm glad it was short, you know, but it was, it was disappointing overall because you pushed this fucking movie back and you could have, you could have actually had it in theaters, you know, it actually made a little bit of money on it. You know, maybe, but you could have, you had your chance to have it in theaters, but you guys kept pushing it back for some reason because you wanted to kind of try to get the most money out of it, probably, you know? But it's like, hey, you know, good luck with your VOD sales. Me and Tex fucking shared their rental. How about that? All right. (laughs) We totally did, dude. Like, I mean, uh, they really only got one out of us combined. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So take that. Right. I, I know it would have been a good like Hulu drop if anything, you know, Dude, like, right? Or or maybe Disney Plus, being that it's fucking you know Marvel shit, right? Yeah, because it's not even like that wild to not be on Disney Plus. You no, know, like not. um, because yeah, you know if you look at the movies on Disney Plus, yeah, they're Disney movies, but there's a lot of them with like some shit that hasn't aged well. <laughs> oh, dude, a lot <laughs> of it, and they have disclaimers for that shit too, right in the beginning. Yeah. And then, but then they have, you remember all the live action shit we used to watch back in the day. There were yep. so many, like, there were so many jokes that kind of like slid under the radar. Like, uh, you know, stuff that you wouldn't really consider, like, these are, 
you wouldn't consider back then, but these days you're like, whoa, that's in a Disney movie. You know, you're like, oh, wow, they, they got that in there. But um, <laughs> no, so just one thing I wanted to shout out. Uh, so uh, you can't kill David Arquette while we're talking about Hulu. So that movie's on Hulu. It's like oh, a so it's just, that. So uh, for the buddies at home, it's it's just David Arquette doing like this documentary about himself, like getting back into like into the ring. So he, you know, so for those who don't know, he he was actually like the WCW champion for a hot second. And oh, uh, don't remind me. Yeah, like this you know, why, this is was, why I was watching that. <laughs> W-W-F. Yeah, but you know, there was there was one comment in there from like, ah, oh, fuck, I forget. It was like, oh, DDP. He got DDP to like say some stuff, you know. And uh, since so DDP was like, so if someone told you you could have been WCW champion, would you turn it down? I'd be like, you know what? That's a very good point. I can't blame yeah. him. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I would have gone in there in a like in a heartbeat. I would be like, yeah, Hell yeah do this. that's <laughs> listen, and they had the big gold belt too, which is actually like one of my favorite. It was designs. the good one. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a good belt, and like when he put it out there like that, I was like, you know what, you're right. I'm, you're one hundred percent right. I Fuck would do it. the Just same. Give it to Dewey, right? Yeah. Just give it to Dewey. He deserves it. Yeah, but it's it's you know it's a good movie. Like, uh, so it's a documentary, but it, there's also story in it. Like, there's this there's this kayfabe vibe. So okay. Like at the same, so like you know it, it's a movie, but it, so yeah, wait, it's a documentary, that's a, that's a but question. it feels. So- did he actually go in the indie circuit to wrestle a little bit? Like, like for real, real? Yeah. Yeah. So what they're, yeah. Or at least what they show and he does the training and they show how he loses the weight and stuff. And then like, you, you see it, like you see him do like his very first thing compared to the, like the last thing they show him doing. Yeah. And like, yeah, like you can tell he's definitely like picks shit up as he's trained. So like, it's one of those things where it's like, you, you, cause we already, we've talked about this on the show before about scream where it's just yeah. like you root for Dewey. And so yeah, like, Dewey's you like man. I'm sitting there, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, yeah, you got it, Dewey. Like I'm rooting for, you know, <laughs> so that's just a good solid one. Uh, you know, you see anything good, anything else good, Arturo? Anything you want to shout out? Oh man. Week? I saw some bad ones. So I'm, I'm not even going to talk about those. Oh, you know what? What I did see that was bad. But I want to talk about um, was yeah. um, uh, Book of Blood. Oh um, yeah, so that Clive, Clive Barker, Barker story. One. Yeah. Uh, oh man, dude. Like it was. Um, they tried their best to make it uh, a watchable anthology because obviously mm-hmm. it was written as a certain way as an anthology in the book. So obviously I'm not talking about the book. I'm talking about the actual like the screen adaptation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they, they they did a terrible job of just tying everything together, and it was it wasn't good, man. Like it wasn't good at all. It was not very. It didn't captivate you. Like the problem was that the first major, like at first, you were kind of into it because of the beginning, and it's a death in the beginning already. And you're like, okay, cool. You know, this guy got his throat slit. You know, let me see what happens next. But then they change from these characters to a different character, but then her story is so like just a bogged down, slow psychological story, you know, that kind of uh. like it gets good at the end after you get little bits and pieces of information and like, you know, as, as some big reveals, but it takes so long to get there that by the time it gets there, you're like, wait a minute, is this, is this the actual movie right now? 
what happened to the first guys? Is this a show? You forget entirely that you're supposed <laughs> to be watching this collection of stories, right? But because they just show you so much of this one story. And honestly, I think after watching the whole thing, that one took a lot of time. And it was a mistake to kind of focus on that one first for so long. If anything, they should have done like a back and forth with the stories, you know, because they mm-hmm. do tie together well. They are connected well because the story was probably written well in terms of the connection of the characters, right? Mm-hmm. Especially like when they start like, you know, revealing them actually like crossing each other and interacting with each other, you know, in the movie. But it's, um, it was just what not well done, like not well executed. And they should have done a more back and forth kind of thing if they were going to just focus so much on one character at a time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that sucks. Cause, cause Clive Barker's already, we've talked about this actually back yeah. way back in the archives. Yeah. We go, have go look at the Hellraiser piece. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, because like Clive Barker is already tough enough to decipher on its own. Like you're just you just the movies that take on one of his stories are tough. Yeah, enough. just go check like, out Lord of Illusions if you want a little fucking you know headache. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's like, and then now now you're mixing it all into one place. Like it's not just one story, but a bunch of them. And but you God, see, like, I can, but but like that's what I'm surprised because when I was reading the synopsis and i was looking at the cover and i was like oh okay cool it's a show i was like it, it was either a show or a miniseries but no it was just this one thing and i'm like oh it was really weird like i'm surprised they like they could have done probably like four 30 minute episodes and like it, it it just would have felt better because it was kind of just encased in this 30 minute segment instead of having to watch this entire movie and figure out that oh okay everything is going to be tied together at some point you know what mm-hmm. i mean um mm-hmm. so i think it, it was a big fail in terms of execution of the of the actual anthology you know because the stories themselves like it's it's like i said it was it, it's not bad but it was just the execution of the anthology which i thought was very poor and um, and it sucks because they kind of push it on hulu a lot like when you're on hulu and you're and you're fucking like browsing they they push that title a lot and you you would want some b- better quality out of it honestly you know what i mean yeah, for something they put in f- uh, the front and center, right? Like, yeah, um, dude, a lot, right? I, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. What is that? It looks kind of cool. Is it good? No, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking that's of which, up, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah speaking of which, you saw a tenant, right? Yes. So okay, uh, I, I've said, I've told you how I feel about Christopher Nolan before, yes. and like you know, oh man, and so. Like, like, He's the worst fucking piece of shit now for the fucking oh, for yeah, the HBO completely. Max. And we haven't talked about that here. When we did, we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> oh, yeah, RIP. But so the 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 short of it is like he he got like he basically got upset because it's like he, he wants people to see these things in theaters. And so like he felt like the HBO Max thing was like not a betrayal, but just kind of like it's going against the artistic integrity of the movie. So like going in, I couldn't help but think of that. So like yeah. in my mind, like in my mind, I'm sitting there watching. It, I'm like, OK, so show me why this needed to be like in the theaters. And so on that front, I actually understand it as like 
as someone who, you know, who can watch these movies for like, you know, like sometimes you do want to watch it for like the artistic shit. You're like, cause with Nolan, like if I don't like his stuff, I, you, I can at least appreciate the craft that goes in, you know, like I'm like, okay, he did this practical. He did, he did. Yeah. yeah. Like he did, he does the stunt like, okay. So with Tenet, it, it is time travel, but it isn't. Though I just I know I'm trying not to take up the whole conversation with here with it because it is a confusing big mess and it's also like not a good story on top of that. That sucks. So like, yeah, did he like, write it? They, I think so because like the guy, uh, oh man, I forget his name, but uh, Washington's son, uh, Denzel Washington's son, uh, John David Washington. I think that's his oh, name. is that is that who he is? Yeah, Denzel's yeah. son. Yeah, so what? he's 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 good though, right? Like he's been popping up and stuff that I've really liked him in. Yeah, and I so agree. like going in going into this, I was hoping for that kind of thing, but like he's real stiff, and like because everybody's kind of stiff, and so his name is the protagonist, and he even says it at one point. He's like, "I'm the protagonist." Of oh this. no! Yeah, one of those. And, yeah, so he's in like this agency <laughs> that's like. So the technology, it's cause and effect. So it's like, it's it's kind of like, a sh- it's set up to be like, kind of like a Schrodinger's box kind of thing, where it's like, you, you do it, but you also don't do something. And it's like, so like, for example, the example they used to show it is like, he's, he's dropping a bullet, but then the bullet also comes back into his hand. So it's kind of like both, both things are happening at the same time. And like, that's kind of the thing. It's like, it's not time travel, but it is. And it's like this alternate side universe that you can dive into. So he like took a ru- Inception and Interstellar and put them yeah, together and Tenet came out. Yeah, it's kind of like he's in this alternate world that you can dive into where it's like going in reverse. So it's like, you know, like the gun, the bullets shoot back into the gun, that kind of shit. So well, that's, like that's wild, but you see, like that's it's it's all it's all fluff. It sounds like it's all fluff. That's what, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like it's all fluff to give you these kinds of sequences, which, uh, you know, it like I'm watching them. Like I'm, I told you, I'm not enjoying the story at all. But like I, you know, you I like the action scenes. He knows how to do one. You know, he knows how to do fight scenes. He knows how to film them, and like it's cool seeing the sh- like seeing them go in reverse. And yeah. apparently the actors actually did that rather than like him just taking the footage and showing it in reverse. Like apparently oh, they dope. did. Yeah. Apparently they did shit like in reverse to like accomplish that. So like, and so the big thing, cool. yeah, the big thing is he crashes a plane in it. And when you hear crashes a plane, I'm thinking like dark Knight rises, you know, that plane scene in the beginning where yeah. like, that was <laughs> a good scene where they like cut it in half and shit, you know? It will be most painful for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good intro. Like, yeah, I'll give it that, it. you know. But um, so they're in the air. Like, you know, I'm just spoiling this whole thing because it's just like they're I'm in the air. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, you'll watch it. I didn't watch, watch Dunkirk. It. I'm not watching this one. You know, so. <laughs> yeah. And if anything, you'll, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You'll catch it one day because you want to see the plane. But like, it's I in do. the airport and they just kind of, they kind of drive it into a building. So like it, how big is the plane? Is it like uh you know yeah, like it's a, a, commercial, a commercial airliner, right? Yeah. So like nice. that's what I'm saying. Like the 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 movie make like not the movie maker, but like just the, the movie guy in me can appreciate that like he did that practically. 
But then also the part of me, he's kind of bored at that point is like, why, like you couldn't like crash a plane. So his thing is like, he drove it into a building. Like that's the thing. Like they say crash, but like they drove it into the side of a building and it all blew up and stuff. So like, it, it looks cool. And like maybe on the screen, I'd be like impressed by it, but like I'm sitting here and going, that's yeah. why <laughs> he wanted people to fucking go to the theaters. Cause that, that yeah. little stunt cost mad fucking money. So yeah, he, he's like, like, shit, I got to make some of this fucking dough back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, part of me appreciates it, and I get his argument now. But then at the same time, like, I'd walk away feeling disappointed. So I'm glad I saw it at home. Like, that's, that's basically like a stay away from it. Unless you're like a Nolan, like, real, like, fanboy. You know, unless yeah, you're like, like oh, I, love, I love all of Nolan's movies. I know? like Nolan a lot. But, like, his reaction to HBO Max... And and Warner Brothers doing what they did with HBO Max and releasing like mm-hmm. Wonder Woman on it and and their you know and all the releases in twenty twenty one on there and his like just complete tone deaf overreaction to something like oh like oh my god they're the worst thing ever and don't watch HBO Max and like boycott them and mm-hmm. like you know it's like dude shut up man you've made a lot of money all right it's not like anything's open. New York and Los Angeles, California and New York State do not have any fucking theaters open. And where do yeah. where do these premieres always happen? Where do these like fucking big markets are? They don't have any fucking theaters in these big markets. You know what I mean? Like then, it, did, it, it doesn't make any sense for you like to be so outraged. And uh, and James Gunn also was on his side as well, right? And some other people yeah. too. Yeah, some other like big name people were like, "Yo, what's going on?" And like I said, part of me gets it. Come, like I, I get it. When you want your art, you want your vision to be the way it is. But the, the more like the more grounded me, like the actual person, like I'm like I don't want to go to a theater for that. Like I, you know, if I could see it at home, I want to see it at home. You know. But also, like they have to kind of think about it. Listen, do you want people to actually see your art? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what it boils down to. It's like, I understand. Listen, I am one. I say it over here. I miss the movie theaters. Like, you you don't even understand. Like, I'm a big theater guy. So, I, I, I love the experience. But in terms of, like, your their argument of, you know, ex, you know sh- showing it in their proper format and, you know, the art and blah, blah, blah. It's like, listen, if you want people to actually see your art, you're going to have to mm-hmm. release this shit. And, and the and fact it's, that it's wild. Yeah. yeah. You, no, you, you'd figure Nolan would learn because like Tenet didn't make any fucking money. So like out of all the people who should have said so them, much money too to make, I think it was <laughs> what, like three or four hundred million dollars or some shit like that. Yeah. And yeah. it only made uh, like, I think half of that back. Or yeah, if that think- like it's like it's like it's like, all right, like stop making so such expensive movies then. like all your good. Fucking Memento didn't cost four hundred million dollars, and yep. that's and that's pretty much his best movie. Like uh, you can say the Dark Knight, but in terms of actual like movie stuff and like like you know film kid shit, like Memento is his best movie. You know, yeah, uh, and that wasn't with a big budget, so he has to kind of scale down his shit. I think you know doing the Batman franchise, you know, <laughs> fucking exploded his head a little bit because yeah. because he had to do such 
crazy grandiose shit because it's a comic character so obviously you had to bring it but he did it in his style which was which is fucking great obviously ever since then like his vision has been fucking ever since batman begins dude his vision has been crazy if you think about it after batman begins he did interstellar he did inception and the these crazy things where he's like, yo, I have these wild ideas and I need to get some money somehow, you know? Yeah. It's just, Let's scale it down a little bit. I think he has to kind of, like, he's a good filmmaker, um, but right now, he, like, he's just being, like, an asshole, you know? Just just scale your <laughs> shit down a little bit. Stop making such expensive movies. Go a little smaller next time. Yeah, like, do you do know. something grounded. Like, don't, don't do this fantasy high concept shit just because you feel like you have to. You know, oh, just man and then it sucks because it kind of according to you like it leads to nowhere which uh you know, yeah it's it, yeah it, that sucks like nothing nothing feels satisfying like it's just like the action's cool but then like i got kind of bored you know like i that's what i'm saying like it's tough because you know everyone knows how I, how i feel about nolan and i already <laughs> like I, I wasn't trying to you know what i mean i'm not trying to watch these movies like that like, I want to sit there and go, man, it was a good fucking movie. Yeah, of you course. Know? We all want to say it's a good movie when we start watching something, right? Yeah, I don't I don't go in with negativity, but, like, as as more and more it went on, I just kept thinking, I'm like, so this is why you wanted to fucking reopen theaters. This is why you did all this. Like, because for, like for this what? Is why like, you wanted to cause a bunch of super spreader events, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Fuck it. Like, you got to go the HBO Max route from now on. Like, that's just kind of yeah. like, that's, yeah, you kind of have to do it. Like, especially like the big one that we got to talk about now. So, uh, yeah, because it, like, there's not much else. Oh, you know what? Uh, real quick, I saw one of the, of the Blumhouse movies on Amazon. You know how Blumhouse oh, yeah. released a bunch of like little ones? Pretty much what, how I can describe this movie, it seems like it's like those. It, they're definitely made for TV horror movies, you know? They're more in line of like, hey, here's a little budget. Here's a decent story. Just make a movie, you know? So, yeah. So, so the one I was able to catch, um, it's called Nocturne, right? Um, it's uh, mm-hmm. about these twins who are like uh, in a music school and one of them kind of gets jealous at one of them. And, you know, she picks up – she finds this book that from some girl who commits suicide and uh, it like found – some way to get better and you know get a lead role somewhere and shit like that so it was one of those kinds of stories it was kind of neat it was um it was a good time waster so if you ever like need something to watch i would probably pick up one of those blumhouse movies because they're short the stories seem to be not too crazy i i'm kind of I kind of want to watch all of them bit by bit just to see how they are. But this one, Nocturne, wasn't too bad. The the concept was pretty interesting. Um, It was, like I said, short. That length, man, that length matters, you know? Yeah, Um, it really does. Like that 90-minute mark is so crucial in terms of keeping your interest and being able to just watch something real quick. You know, like when you're like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm a little bored. Let me watch something real quick. You're looking for like a 90 minute movie, not like a two hour epic, you know? Yeah. So, um, like all those movies are kind of, you know, short like that. So I hope, uh, they're kind of decent, but, uh, so far so good. The, the production quality is pretty good. Um, but, uh, it seems like they are kind of pushing these out to kind of fund, you know, bigger projects 
And um, and that's kind of cool. Like we've s- spoken about Blumhouse and how they just they're kind of like this machine of just uh, of just cranking yeah. out like horror movies, like just making the small ones in order to fund the big ones, and making a really big big one that catches fire that funds everything else in the house. Right. So like yeah. Uh, yeah. They have a good plan going on, and um, I, I'm hoping these other movies are pretty cool because that's that's neat, you know. For that's kind of old school as well for like a production house to just crank out those films, you know, like Hammer did back in the day. Yeah, you know? Hammer. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, like, Hammer. Yeah. Hammer did like fucking a hundred fucking movies. Like, yeah, dude, and- like they did like all the classic black and white shit, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's cool to see a, a studio just like, hey, fuck it. Let's just re- like uh, release these stories. And I I appreciate that as a horror guy and also as like a writer and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a critic and an artist that that they're just making these stories that, hey, let's see what kind of hits, you know, mm-hmm. let's give these stories a chance um and let's see what happens because you know it could be actually good sometimes so good job blumhouse and um let's keep an eye on blumhouse man because they're just cranking out hits you know yeah that's how they get those licenses that's how they get the halloween that's how they get hellraiser that's how they get i know i know the hellraiser fucking remake of david gordon green right yeah yeah, apparently yeah he's attached to that too so that's how they get it and you know what i don't blame them for going with their you know their standby you know at this point it's a huge franchise so they're like shit we got to go with the one who actually did one already like so it's like you know i don't blame it but i do want to see an original from him some someday you know yeah i think we had that conversation you and i um where it's uh it's like with Mike Flanagan, you know, we've yeah. seen his original stuff, so it's cool when he does like the you know the the sequels and the and the remakes like with Doctor Sleep and like mm-hmm. the stories from the Blind Manor that that he took adaptations, you know, and all that stuff. And but we've seen um, Oculus, you know, um, and we've seen Hush, yeah. and we've seen um, uh, Gerald's Game. Oh no, th- th- that th- that's based off another story as well, right? No, but uh, yeah, that's that's Stephen King. Uh, Ouija too. Ouija yeah, Ouija was too, like nothing. You know? Yeah. Like, it, he took this shit fucking concepts and franchise and, and he fucking was like, hey, let me just make my own movie. And he did it. And it was fucking dope. So, like, it'd be cool to see David Gordon Green make something original. Um, I'm glad he's able to take these kind of rusty franchises and polish them up a little bit. Um, especially Halloween because it, it holds uh, a near and dear place in my heart. And I'm hoping he can do the same for Hellraiser because we, if you go back to the Hellraiser um, episode, yeah. uh, we kind of like just think that Hellraiser was all, you know, is all visuals and no substance whatsoever. Um, yeah. And it was uh, in a full mature watch again. You realize, hey, I was just into this thing because it just looked cool, you know, but the story yeah. fucking sucks. You know? Yeah, it's when you know, you watch it as like a a fucking punk kid coming up. You know, he's watching yeah. all the horror movies and stuff. He's just getting like that's what it was. You watch Hellraiser is one of the first ones. Like you're like, okay, I'm getting into horror. I'm watching all this shit that everybody tells. It's me like to. we got so many sites to show you, man. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, you see it. You see the fucking Cenobites. You're like, whoa, this shit's so cool. But then watching it like our age, we're like sitting there going. Yo, they were in there for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but you see, that's the crazy part. Like, it's such a, a visually impactful 
kind of thing brought to life from a book that it's it's like wow but then like that's <laughs> that's the funny thing about horror too you know because yeah a lot of the jason movies are trash you know right. but because there's this this character that's like a legend now you know pretty much this jason yeah. Voorhees character and in the freddy character and chucky like a lot a lot of them are like in some trash stories you know even michael myers in some trash stories but they, they've they've had such um a good origin and a good core that like no matter what they're just going to be staples like a Mount Rushmore kind of thing you know yeah you're right and, and, and i think they're forever going to be um try to you know made better or remade in a different light and uh it's it's cool but it's it, it's something that the horror community should kind of also um just think hard about it's like hey listen like like, it's great that we can remake this and polish this up and change this up and make a sequel to this and all that stuff um and we appreciate that but you know it's cool and it's okay to make your own story and if you crash and burn you know you crash and burn but at least we know you can make good you know good franchises you know yeah word so yeah just fucking try it like it, it doesn't hurt like like for instance one movie that that it sucks that you know this pandemic fucking took from us it was antlers um i was excited to oh, uh, to really see antlers because it looked different it looked fucking it looked fucking creepy and scary like i wanted to see the kind of monster in that movie and now like for some reason like that's the kind of movie you would need on vod you know what i mean like yeah, it, like, like come completely on dude, disappeared didn't it it completely disappeared but like, even it, but, but even when it was around in terms of marketing it was very small you know, yeah. it, it, like like it was only like in select theaters kind of shit. No shit. And, you know, we only saw the trailer. Like, I think the first time I saw a trailer is when I was in a movie already. Like, I think that's yeah. the thing. Like, it, only people like us who went to every fucking movie, like, actually yeah. saw the trailers. And shit. Exactly. I was so, like, oh, so shit, like, this looks fucking dope. I want to see it. But then, like, you know, they decided to fucking hold it back. And um, it's like, hey, like that kind of movie, honestly. um. Just release it on VOD, dude. Like, yeah, it's not a that's not a theaters movie. Like, uh, we saw what happened when you delay a movie on theater, like in theaters, and then you just put it on streaming, like uh, the Lodge. Like, and then what if that, oh, like, what if lodge. Antlers turns out, to, like, what if Antlers turns out to be another Lodge I where it just pops up, not. and then and we're like, man, also, why'd they delay it? You know, <laughs> New Mutants was the same thing, right? Yeah, you're right. New By Mutant the time, was the same thing, like. The only time that actually happened and it was like a success was with Cabin in the Woods, right? Yeah. And that was like a random shot in the dark. And But like, you know, no, like these delays, we've been talking about it for months now. Like these delays are not good because you don't care about the movie as much now that it's so far away, you know? Yeah. And now some of them seem in poor taste. You got like Forever Purge <laughs> still trying to come out. And then, you know, we won't get into the, you know, a lot of it here, but some wild shit's been going on. And like, you know. Yeah, I and then know. You, then Jeez, you want to put right. a, and you want to put a Purge movie out. Like, that's the thing where it's like, that would have been a good VOD drop last year. Like The Hunt, you know, like The Hunt, you know, we saw it, it got out of the way. The Purge, we would have yeah. saw it in like the summer and then it just would have got out of the way. Yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. Like, I like Purge movies. I would have caught it, you know, like I would have paid for it on VOD. 
Yeah, but now it's just like, ooh, you read the room, pal. Let's, um, <laughs> that's going to be pushed back again. <laughs> yeah, like for completely different reasons this time. It's 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 done. But like, uh, at least it went out on a high. First purge was good. Uh, but you like, know, like, you know what? yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, I was going to so, say. So like another least- movie that's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and had kind of high expectations is, um, you know, our feature for uh, this episode, um, which is Wonder Woman 84. WW84, man. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, released it on HBO Max to uh, fucking, uh, to a bevy of complaints from these these Hollywood directors who have a lot of money in their pockets. Um, yeah. And uh, you know what? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie thoroughly. The movie has been getting a lot of flack for some reason. I'm trying yeah. to I'm still trying to pinpoint what exactly. Um it's not a perfect movie by any means, but it's an entertaining superhero flick that would have been pretty awesome to see in the movie theaters in the summertime, you know? Yeah, like uh I've been seeing the same thing. So just as a uh so when it, it it's it's earned like 200 million in the worldwide box office. So it still did well like for in places where it actually came out so good for wonder woman and like so it's already been confirmed that they want a third one so like good good for patty jenkins and gal gadot yeah so like so you know it did its thing so despite all the complaints like let's get that out of the way first right like despite all the complaints like patty patty jenkins is one too who actually like was actually saying right before the third one got announced where she was like um i forget the comment directly but it's like she was expressing concern over working with warner brothers again after this and then you know like a fucking week later oh they got wonder woman 3 there you go you know <laughs> it's like no i'm good yeah like yeah good, you know yeah but um so but yeah like so the, the first one the first one was good too like the first one i really liked i i think um i don't know how did you feel about that first one i liked the first one i didn't like the casting of Ares. I thought Ares yeah. looked uh, kind of whack. You know, I thought, it, like, it, he, he, like, what wasn't that like the Weasley's father? Or, no, no, it was, um, <laughs> it was the fucking, uh, it was Lupin, right? It was Lupin, yeah, the Professor Lupin, the werewolf guy. Um, yeah. He's not threatening. He's not an Ares. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I understood, like, his, like, his angle, but when it came to him actually being in the suit of armor and stuff, yeah. it was very underwhelming. And I thought they should have at least made him all CGI monstered up or something. Yeah, you know, at least to make it up. Remember, you know? uh, remember in Justice League the cartoon where uh, they actually fight Ares. And then they're like he then they rip off his face. Like they do enough damage to rip off his face, and he's just like got this demon face. Yeah. So like. That would have been sweet, like you said. Like, just put him in like a. Because if you're doing CG, just make it all CG. Like, yeah, and the movie that, has plenty of it, so it's like, yeah. why not like make him a little bit scarier? You know, he just looks yeah. so non-threatening. It's like, dude, you don't look threatening to begin with. Yeah, it's uh, it's not like it was um, I I, I don't even know, but like it would. It, it, it needed to make the impact of being a threat to Wonder Woman, you know? And yeah, he, but he didn't really look like it. Yeah, but the rest of the movie was good. Like, I think yeah. Uh, yeah. that No Man's Land scene where she, like, goes across the battlefield and, like, yeah, kinda, that, I was she does just her gonna first. Say, that's pretty fucking dope. 
Yeah, it's kind of one of the best like hero scenes. I think when you stack them all in movies and you're like, what are my favorite hero scenes from movies? Like that one's high up there. But um, so Wonder Woman 1984, like, just digging into it. Um, like you said, it, it got a lot of like complaints. And when you think about it, I, I, I agree with a lot of them. But at the same time, it's like, do you agree so much that it ruins like the shit for you? I don't, I don't think so. Like I, I yeah. had the same. Yeah. Yeah. Like I agree. Like everyone I ask or everyone who said, who asks like, Hey, have you seen it? They're like, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I'm like, huh? I'm like, I, I liked it. And like, like, uh, one of my cousins was like, Oh, um, I didn't like it because of the premise. I'm like, you know, like name a better premise. Like, like, what are you going to do? But it's like, I told you before, it's like, like, this is the problem when it comes to Wonder Woman. Her rogue yeah. gallery is not that great at all. You know what I mean? So, like, like it's very, like, the only way you can really kind of get a lot of, like, action out of this stuff is if you do the, you know, the gods. Which, yeah. for, for instance, like, I saw this animated uh, a movie, Wonder Woman Bloodlines, right? Where it mm-hmm. had, like, this... Mm-hmm giant medusa that she had to fucking fight you know right that's, like that, that's that's cool. good shit you know like she's a you know she had to protect the uh, themiscara like it was like her going to the you know to, to the man's world and learning becoming wonder woman but then she has to come back and fight this fucking giant medusa you, you gotta watch it it's fucking yeah good. it's a good one yeah. um but like it's um that's the thing like with wonder woman people just i guess they were underwhelmed but it's like hey, like overall as a story, I think it it did well. It did well in terms of a character development. Um, I liked how they um kept her Amazon persona intact, you know, like and on top and aside it, they also gave her the softer side, which I didn't expect from Gal Gadot. Like I don't, I didn't think she could actually you know act that well to be honest with you yeah um, we've we've talked about this between yeah. us but like but you know, she impressed before, me she, she did good yeah like before like uh honestly before 84 i was just like maybe she's not like the perfect wonder woman but it's like it was one of those things where it's like it's the best of what we got you know it's like you know we got her as wonder woman so it's like yeah she it's good enough I was yeah. like, you know what? It's it's good enough for for a movie. I was it like, was it's like fine. you know, like like I, it was. Um, I can compare this maybe to like Amila Jovovich's role as Lilu Dallas, where you know she wants to kind of like Bruce Willis wants her to live, and she's like, but why do I have to live? You know, like you yeah, know, because all you guys do is fight, and and like like why do you want this? And then you know because of love and all this stuff. But then like she has her moment when. Uh, you know, I don't want to give too much away, but she has a moment in the movie where it gets very emotional. And I was actually super surprised that she was able to kind of get me in that movie. And I'm like, like yeah. in that scene. And I'm like, holy shit, like, good job. And she does a really good job of, of kind of just being, um, you know, this side of, of Diana, of Wonder Woman, um, of t- like to just be that half god portion of her because she's a demigod you know so like it kind of explored her her humanity as well and that's why i thought it was a successful movie because it kept her um her character intact but kept 
building her. Like, for instance, when she first met Max Lord, um, you know, like in the lab, she saw right through his bullshit. Yes, she didn't yes. even once, like, she was not impressed by him at all. Unlike uh, Kristen Wiig, who did a good job with the movie as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, too. Uh, before we, like, get into that even further, uh, the cast in general is good. Like, I, Pedro Pascal probably steals it for me because he's just, like, he's having such a good time. Like you could tell, dude. Like yeah, he's, he's I agree play, with that. like he he's this like neurotic con man. Yeah. But like as as the movie goes on, you know, we won't get into all of it because there's a lot of it that's just kind of like, you know, if you say it out loud, it is kind of dumb, and you start thinking about it, and that's the thing. Like you can poke holes in it, but at the same time, like all these superhero movies, you can do that same shit. It's a, super, it's, it's a fucking comic book, man. Yeah, like, like it's, uh, it's it's gonna have holes in it, dude. You know. Yeah, it's it's gonna seem weird. It's gonna, but the important thing is, like you said, like so. One of the big complaints. Uh, oh yeah, we'll get back into the cast. Uh, we'll get back into it. But like one of the big complaints was that there's not a lot of like Wonder Woman in it. You know, because they're like, oh, we wanted more action and. Part of me is like, well, you get like you said, where you get the other part of Diana. We don't get yeah, no, like you get Wonder Woman. Like legit, this is she's like, on the screen all the time. <laughs> you know, she's there all the time. Like it's a movie about this is what people like. You know, me. I'm like I was a big comic book, you know, reader. You know, so I, I understand story. Mm-hmm. And the character development process of of this hero, and and the and the many layers that that make a hero so intricate over time. You know what I mean? Because you know, back in the day when they wrote either Superman or Wonder Woman, it was kind of you know clear cut what the person yes, was. Yes. It was like oh, like a Superman was just like the Boy Scout, a, a truth, justice, and American way, blah blah blah. But just over the years. Different writers have added layers, like into their mythos and stuff like that, and um, it it kind of it it translates well in this movie. They keep her characters uh, straight, you know. They they kind of uh, humanize her a lot. You see her faults, and you see her kind of like get up from her faults and just kind of dust herself off and and be like, you know what? It's time to kind of be a hero again and shit. So it's a real good kind of movie in terms of her character. And that's why, honestly, I really liked it because it's Mm -hmm. hard to kind of build a a character that's already built, you know? Like people would expect the action stuff, but then that wouldn't build the character. So now I'm excited to see what they do in part three, knowing now that they're we're officially getting one, right? So now like I'm interested in seeing a post Justice League kind of Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like in the modern world now, like how she's like because even when you see her in Justice League and and Dawn of Justice and all that stuff and Batman vs Superman, she's harder. She's, yeah, you're right. You know, she's a bit more just like like maybe that's the sex a, a Snyder kind of universe, a Wonder Woman. But like I wouldn't doubt that that's the way she'll be in in the third one. You know, a bit more seasoned, a lot more seasoned because I would hope they bring it to the you know the current times. And it, I would like to see just that character development it keep going and just kind of because remember she's kind of a fucking immortal right so so yeah you know she's gone through fucking world war ii she's lived through the 80s she's she's lived through the cold war now and all that stuff and y2k in the 90s and the 2000s and now she's in this dawn of justice era this justice league era now with, with these other heroes so i want to see how that works out excuse me i want to see if 
if they include any cameos in in part three, being that hey, now she has people she she can hang hey, out with, you know. That be that be a good time to bring back Superman because they they hey. did say like Cavill would sign like they did say they were gonna sign on Cavill for just like just show up and stuff, dude. And like, Wonder Woman and Superman like get you know what because. In 84, there are so many movies, moments that feel like, fuck, this would have made for a good Superman movie. Yeah. Because it's like, she gets, like, that's the thing. When you get the action, it, you get, like, it's it's that heroism. Like, it's yeah. kind of like that real positive, like, she even says at one point, she's like, don't hurt them. It's not their fault. So, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, so, and then she ends up saving all the people Cheetah was going to beat up. And, like, um fucking like and her whole thing is even with cheetah too and chris's christian wig is the subplot we get you know maxwell lord and like both of those characters are kind of like deteriorating over the course of the movie in like different yes. ways you know what i mean yep and like and her whole thing with them is she just wants to save them like she just wants to kind of like talk to them and like kind of like you know and the action we get it's more like it's more about Wonder Woman being Wonder Woman, you know, like her, her moves don't really like hurt people. She uses the lasso to like, um, like kind of restrain. It's like, it's very like, dude, it was cool. She was fucking like lassoing on the lightning, man. That was dope. Oh, dude. And then she like the way they do it, they like slide her around. That's the other thing too. There's a lot of practical stuff in it. Like it is like her, the sliding around the running, like the, so there's a, there's a scene in the middle where I get it. You can cut it out because you don't need it, but then you would lose a cool action scene. So it's like, fuck it. What do I know? Right. Which part? But like uh, the part where she's running in Cairo and they're, you know, she like you get oh. that cool, like running with the vehicles and stuff. And yeah, like, that's a, a good lot scene, of that, that highway scene. Yeah. Like one, uh, yeah, somebody I spoke with, like said that that scene was ridiculous. And I'm like, what do you want? Like it's a Wonder yeah, Woman movie, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's just giving you a hero moment. Yeah, you know like what, what do you like, like? Seriously, like what do you want? Like, like I don't understand what you're looking for. And and people have these. It's like I was saying before about people's expectations. I don't know where they're getting them from. You know, like I don't like, get that either. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what you were expecting. You know. It's it's yeah. very confusing and it's very it's very stressful to think about how people think about movies and it's like it's like what what were you thinking was going to happen right like, like <laughs> she's not she's not punching like gray aliens in the face or doing none of that like it I thought it was all good and the one time there was like a CG fight it's over in like two minutes you know because it's like oh yeah with the cheetah fight which I. I wished it was longer because Cheetah is one of her main villains, her main, yeah. you know, enemies in the, in the comic books. And um, uh, they always fight all the fucking time. So I wish yeah, it was a little see, longer. That's what I mean. Like, that's part of the, the flaws. When you start digging yeah. into it and then it's like, oh, well, I wish Cheetah was like got more, you know, got fleshed out more. I wish we got to see the, you know. But also with and, Cheetah too, like, like her design was cool. So I kind of wanted to see like more of that and see how that worked, you know. Yeah, and you know maybe they'll bring her back in part three. So you know, but she's who, not a cheetah anymore. Well, I know we don't want to spoil it, but like, uh, y- like there's a way that they can do it. Is so what? So yeah, her 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 wish is that her first wish is that she wants to be like Diana. So yeah. then it's like maybe she stayed like Diana. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's oh, like, that's true. That's a good point there. Yeah, I thought about yeah, that too because so, like we don't see. 
that wish where she becomes cheetah you know yes. like how she yeah. all of a sudden becomes is a fucking manimal <laughs> you know what i mean a fucking animorph <laughs> she, she becomes the animorphs yeah she's yeah. like you know she's you know when you get books. the anim- no, yeah you know in the cover where you get the one right in the middle like yeah. she's that one right in the middle she's where it's still kind of right human yeah exactly <laughs> fucking animorphs man you get those but, books in the book sales and shit you know but yeah that's something they leave in the air and maybe that's so they can bring her back you know because yeah. it because if she if like she the, is like Diana, then she gets the immortality part too. You know that'd be cool. And uh, yeah, and then I like the Steve Trevor angle. Um, yeah, so like, they they bring him back. I, yeah, I didn't know. How, yeah, I mean, of course it, they see him in the trailer. You know, so yeah, yeah, they no, that. no, they, know they bring that. him but, back. Yeah, it's but just like, weird. I, yeah, like, exactly. At first, I didn't know how that was going to work out. I'm like, oh, but he died. You know, he he died valiantly in battle. Um, yeah. but then like. I like how they bring them back, but it, because it's used for characterization, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's the other thing. Like you can poke holes in it, but it was just so they you could get more time with them. You know, it was just because they had. That's the other thing too. In this movie, they have a way better chemistry than they did in part one. Like in part one, it, it was there, but like it was I very think, awkward. It was very awkward. Like it was like the first time like they met. Like it was legit. Like yeah. like she's like straight off the boat. You know, like yeah. from a faraway land, and she needs somebody to, to fucking hang out with. So yeah, it was and very in awkward. this one, yeah. you get the you get the more confident Diana. You get the like the that's the other thing too. I'm like that that's Wonder Woman. That's why it's like at this time we were both like uh, I agree with you. I was very impressed with Gal Gadot. Cause I was like she's Wonder Woman. Yeah. She like she got it. Like she she yeah, gets you know would have been cool, dude. Yeah. Uh, like it, like if they did like a little montage of what she, she's been up to. Like yeah. in, in between fucking World War Two and the eighties, like yeah, they do the they apart, do the Titanic. <laughs> they do the Titanic thing where they just show the pictures of her life, you know, and like yeah, yeah that's cool and all, on, but man. I, I would have part of me would have like because the movie's already goofy, so why yeah. not do the what was it was it Origins Wolverine that they do the the montage where he and Sabretooth are like in all the yeah. wars, yeah, yeah that's, like that's it's. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Like it's like it's goofy already. So do that. Like do like, give us one of those. Would have had that montage instead of that stupid fucking like you know yeah. back of the mascara like you know trials fucking scene. Yeah, because it, it has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. So exactly, like, you know, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Like there are like I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front. There are problems. You know I, no, I can't listen, like listen. It's not it's not a perfect movie. Um, at the same at, time, dude. Yeah. At, at the same time, it's an entertaining movie. Do not be um, alarmed by the length of the movie. I know we had a conversation earlier about yeah. uh, you know <laughs> short movies, um, yeah. but uh, you know I hesitated on watching this one for a bit um, because of the length of the movie. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, okay. It wasn't. I I wasn't dragged down by the two hours and change. And they did a good job of kind of keeping you alert you know and keeping you like in the movie and keeping you into it because they could have been like like moments where it completely bogged down and died it but they they managed to kind of just keep you in the movie and they managed to kind of um not drag down anything because of the length because it, it was a lot of filler stuff you know um like we said before it could have been cut in some places but um they decided to just say like fuck it all and just here you go guys enjoy that but yeah. uh yeah it, it, they 
I personally think, you know, the pace was done well. And I didn't really feel that the two hours and 30 something minutes of the fucking movie. So that's cool. Um, and if you have HBO Max, dude, like, just nothing yeah, better right now, dude. It, it, it's one of those things where it's like, it's a why not at this point. It's like, you yeah. probably should have seen it by now. It's a it's a big superhero movie. And it's only it's on t- there for like 30 days. So, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not there forever. So if you yeah. think it's there forever, then you definitely, um, you know, you're going to miss out. And then you're going to have to fucking actually pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, because it is it is a wait for it. I'll say that as much as I love it. The, the rest of it's so like it's such a divisive movie. Where I'm like, I can't, I can't in good conscience as a, as to the buddies at home. I'm gonna be like, yo, just be ready, you know. But it's also like, it's a good movie. Like that's yeah, the thing. See, but like, I, I still don't understand how it's divisive, though. You know, like I don't either. Like, but that's the I, thing. I don't, like, I don't just, get it, dude. Like I don't get it either. It's everyone, though. It's like, oh, it's not a good movie, and blah blah. And I'm like, but like, what about it? What were you? expecting it's like i said before what were you expecting from this movie no uh you, you know what it kind of feels like the sam raimi movies the spider-man movies yeah those movies are dumb like <laughs> yeah like that's the thing like you you like so what is it the wishing stone that's kind of like fucked up but then it's like no you you already bought that she's an immortal amazon with the lasso of truth you're already so in like, it dude you're, you're already, already in it, it. so that's like yeah that's why it. like it's just it boggled my mind like like i said it's not great by any means you know but it's entertaining um it was entertaining yeah. enough to sit through it for two hours and 30 something minutes and not even like i think about the time honestly and it was filmed well the gago Del looks great um the action looks great a uh, christian wig looks great Max Lord, I wish he was a little different. I'm used to the comic book of Max Lord. I didn't expect a Max Lord to, you know, be like that. You know, he was a little bit over the top, honestly. But you know, it worked. I yeah, my I like that. I like I like that over the top part because like, it's like it's one of those things where you could like as just someone who like that's the thing. That's a that's a movie appreciated kind of thing where it's like you look at Pedro Pascal. He's clearly having a good time. He's you know doing I mean? his like fucking uh, Gene Hackman, you know? Yeah, he's that. This is exactly what yeah, it is. He's it's, doing his Gene Hackman. That's why I was like, oh, okay, he, I get it. It's cool. <laughs> it's literally Gene Hackman Lex yeah. Luthor because he's like, he his whole thing is he wants land and money and power. So yeah, like, oh, exactly. So he's Lex Luthor. So, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, you, it all goes back to that where it's like, it's a good Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it, and if you don't like it, then maybe you just didn't like the idea of wonder woman i guess you like the first like, one better or this one better hmm that's actually tough because like i there's nothing i will say outright there's nothing in part two that's as good as no man's land yeah, no man's land one. is like where she's walking across the battlefield and it's like super like it, yeah she that's takes off her, her fucking like raincoat and shit you know she yeah. has her fucking whole armor on it's a good fucking scene it's uh, it's kind of like iconic in terms of visuals, yeah. um, in terms of bringing the Wonder Woman character to the screen for the first time yeah. successfully like that. It's uh, it's pretty fantastic. I do agree. In this movie, like it, like in, in, in eighty four, there is no moment like that. You're absolutely right. Like there is no yeah. real action moment. It's a shame, honestly. Um, I mean, there's stuff that come close, but it's like it's a completely different vibe. There's one scene that like really hits like a a height 
Yeah. Like, uh, it, like literally and figuratively that it reaches a height and like it's it gets there, but it's also a different vibe. Like, it's yeah. not the action vibe. Like, it's, you know what? Too, though, just, um, also, I think the reason for the lack of, of, of high action, too, is the fact that, uh, you know, her wish as well, you know, did certain things. Yeah. To her. So that was also kept in mind. And and I like the whole like one, two thing with her and Steve. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, like you're absolutely right. Part one had that, that, um, that sequence, but I think personally for overall story, I think, uh, 84 was like yeah. the better one. Yeah. I just, agree. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah. Just visually and just, just a fun story. Like the, the first one just felt like the origin, you know, if you have a uh, HBO max, check it out. If you have a couple hours to spare. Um, but yeah, like if, if you don't have HBO max, don't worry about it. You'll catch it on FX at some point, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay for HBO Max specifically for this. But it's also like, no. you know. But know. but do go out and pay for Freaky. Um yeah. I highly well, recommend there you it. Go. Yeah, you, yeah. You definitely are gonna have um a better time um in terms of spending your money and knowing that your money is well spent. Um yeah. uh, it's a great fucking flick. It has kills in it. It has blood in it. It has Vince Vaughn being funny in it. It has Vince Vaughn being creepy in it. Like his his whole slasher persona is pretty much. I just woke up out of bed and I live in this fucking <laughs> like empty like construction site, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and you know it's a fun movie. Um, I highly recommend Freaky. Um, watch Wonder Woman if you can, but you know pay for Freaky. We recommend it. It, it was a fun blip in 2020 because it was i remember seeing the billboards for it while i was out working and stuff like that and i was like oh that shit looks interesting um i said in theaters and stuff I was like ha 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 where i don't know what you're gonna talk about <laughs> i don't know what fucking theater you're gonna fucking release it at you know um yeah. so uh knowing that uh we were able to get it on vod pretty quickly after it was released in in as in select theaters is uh was pretty awesome and and i was like you know what i wanted to watch it and i saw it and i was not uh, disappointed one bit so that's something cool uh that the end of 2020 gave us um and like i said you know thanks for joining us on this episode happy new year um we expect a lot more content knowing that uh, they're uh gonna release a bunch of stuff on hbo max I think they're going to try and release uh, Candyman this year and Spiral and stuff like that in some form, you know. You have um, to. Yeah, yeah. You, you have to now. You cannot spend this whole year just holding on to that piece of thing because it's going to date itself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, going to date right. itself. So um, there's going to be other things that probably have the balls to get released that have that same kind of concept or idea. And that's going to come out first. And you'll be like, oh, wait a minute. We did this over here. Well, you know. This other smaller movie did it first because they were out first. So mm-hmm. um, they should really start releasing those or finding some sort of way like to just first release it in, in theaters, um, wherever they're open. And then at least like two weeks later, just put it on VOD instead of having to wait, you know, the whole standard VOD transition from theater, you know? Yeah. And thank you for joining us. This was episode 53 of the official Corpse Feed podcast. And with me always, Mr. Nick Valdez. And uh, I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. And uh, again, we hope you had a great holiday. Um, Happy New Year. We hope all all you guys have a better New Year than you did uh, last year. And don't forget to check out our socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 
Um, don't forget to check out uh, Glenn Murawski on SoundCloud. Thank you, Glenn, for the music. Don't forget to check out Del Virus on Instagram and get your tattoos from him. I know I do. Um, and thanks for the art, Del. Appreciate it much, buddy. It's a scary world out there, folks. But uh, we're here to walk you through it. You know, as long as you wash your hands, you wear your mask, and you socially distance. 